Okay, so what have we said that our biggest challenge is facing each week? What have we said is the biggest challenge we are to face coming into each week? Again, what's the purpose of this morning sessions? I don't want you to just get carried away. Honestly, honestly, and I'm going to start with a scripture, and I could have given quite a few scriptures, retaining focus, uh, that's right. Um, there's quite a few scriptures I would have given you um, to show you why Solomon became one of the greatest men that ever lived. Solomon became very wealthy. Solomon's wisdom became something that was marketable, if I can say. Men went from wherever they were in search. They actually sought after Solomon because of the commodity he had, which was wisdom. Why did he prosper the way he did? So you see, for me, if I show you scripture, you would see the attitude in which Solomon was taught. Many at times in scripture you would see, and I, I, I'm very unapologetic, sorry, about speaking about scripture. And I'll tell you why I said that in a moment, actually. But when you look at Solomon, Solomon's attitude towards the word was because of mentorship was because of fatherhood in his life. Today I'm speaking to you about my thoughts, my choices. So I want you to st stay with me this morning. But Solomon, many a times in scripture, you would see him say things like, if you pay attention. So this is my um, quick minute of disclaimer to say that I don't believe someone can pay attention once their focus or their attention is shared. So you can't be doing something and thinking you're paying attention now. It's not possible. Now, for what I'm going to teach you or share with you this morning, I would need you to pay close attention because there will be no other way around obtaining or attaining the life that you are seeking after. I'm going to repeat myself. For what I'm going to share with you this morning, there's no other way. I will go ahead of myself today and say that prayer will not be a substitute for certain essentials in our life. Someone cannot use prayer as a way to superimpose upon the actual principles that God has laid out for us. My thoughts, my choices. So I said to you that I'll be very unapologetic about speaking scripture to you because there's something in us that, you know, I've spoken to some people and allow me to speak like this this morning. I've spoken to people and sometimes someone will ask me a question like I was asked yesterday and someone will ask me a question. Now, by the way, many people ask me questions, so don't try to figure out if it's you or not. Do you understand? But someone will ask me a question. And do you know what we have? There's a certain tendency we have sometimes. The tendency that we have is that we would say to ourselves, okay, I hear that you're always preaching. You know, like I, I say to people that I have no other word to say than the word of God. So someone will have an issue and sometimes they'll be like, oh, but I want you to give me a real answer. They would say things like, if you go into scripture, there's a subconscious set in our minds that makes us feel sometimes as the word is not the actual, um, let me say, principle of all matters. The word of God is what framed the world. The world that you see today, its source was still the word. Whatever lives, whatever a man can hold tangibly, 
whatever a mind can conceive was birthed from the word. So there's no other real or there's no other reality other than the word. So listen to me, I will not be ashamed in speaking the word of God. In fact, my duty with you is to get your mind back set to what is meant to be. Because if our mind can be set to what is principle above all things, then we will have a life that we're actually in talk of. And when I say in talk of, it's important that I said it like that because what I want you to measure today is if somebody's life is actually heading towards what they want or if they are just talking about the life they want. Again, what am I speaking to you about this morning? My thoughts, my choices. Are you listening to what I'm saying? So what did I say is the biggest fight entering into each week? The retaining of our focus. Knowing that in life there are things set up, actually set up against me, actually set up against you to sabotage the thoughts of God implanted in you. This is me going ahead of myself. This is, there are things set up, there are situations that you will call comfortable. There are situations that you will call unfair. There, there are situations that you will call and say it's just life. But I want you to know that these are things set up to take away your focus. And what God wants to do with these mornings is to get your mind set with a certain focus so that you can have and achieve the life that you so believe you see in the depths of your heart and in your mind. I need to know that you're on. You know, these sessions, I, they are conversations. So you can write to me. You can speak to me. The purpose of these sessions is so that we can have something practical, something practical that we can take into our day and make govern our day. Remember, I've said this to you. The reasons why we have these sessions is so that we can set a certain standard of which our day will be governed by. So I need you to hear this because there's something I witnessed. And today I thought to myself, I had time to think and I thought to myself, should I use case studies? Should I? And you know, when I say use case studies, I mean like um, practical because I'm not speaking like PT would say. I'm not speaking to chairs. I'm speaking to people, people that I wake up every morning thinking, you know, let me tell you what motivates me in the morning. The fact that somebody will be blessed by what I'm saying. The fact that these words are used by God to shape and fashion a life that he can pour out his glory on. So in the morning, I can be tired like you are. I can be up to late. And again, this is me maybe taking too long with um, my introduction, but I can stay up to late thinking, meditating, praying, searching scriptures, listening, thinking, what will I speak to your people? And I'll have to be up in order to prepare myself also. But what keeps me, what keeps me going even when my body is tired like many of you, is that I know that these words are made to raise a generation. So today, again, we, we speak about my thoughts, my choices. Now with that, I want us to start with the first scripture. I've got quite a few scriptures to run through, but I do aim to end for 11 o'clock the latest. But let's start with Proverbs chapter two. Yeah, and you know what I would ask of you, that you open up your Bible um, and you follow with us this morning. Proverbs chapter 2. My son, if you accept my words and store up my commands within you, yeah. turning your ear to wisdom 
and applying your heart to understanding. Yeah. Indeed, if you call out for insight and cry aloud for understanding, and if you look for it as for silver and search for it as for hidden treasure, yeah. then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. Now, you can use your time to read the rest of that, but my emphasis on that point, and I won't dwell here, but the emphasis here is that the scripture starts off with saying, my son, my son, if you accept my words. I can never let go of when Pastor Toby taught us this. If you can accept means that there's a condition for these words to work. There's a condition for the words that you hear. The words that you so hope for. Please let me know that you're on with me. The words that you so hope for in order for these words to work. There's a condition that you must be able to receive. You must be able to accept. You must be able to retain. For without these things, you cannot live the life that you see in scripture. Now, I, I'm emphasizing this because you are already set at a disadvantage because of religion. Religion, as you were taught, as we were taught, makes us look to the heavens for some kind of supply. It makes us look to the heavens for some kind of intervention. And yet, for thousands of years yet now, we have not seen the intervention of God through the heavens. No, the reason why is because I'm about to show you in scripture, actually. I'm about to show you the reason why God no longer opens the heavens and begin to attend to our needs. Again, if this was me doing a real words periscope or word broadcast, sorry, you know I would have gone into many, many more scriptures. But I need you to understand this, that the condition for me to live out the life of the word is going to be dependable on if I can accept them, receive them and retain them. Let's go to Proverbs chapter 23. This will be my first point today. Proverbs chapter 23, verse 7. For he is the kind of person who is always thinking about the cost. Read it in the New King James Version for me, please. Once you're there. For as a man thinks, that's why I want to start off today. So the first point was, uh, when we went to Proverbs 2, the first point of that is, I'm speaking to you. Can you receive these words? Can you accept them? Can you retain them? Then you're on your way to live in the life of the word. Now, Proverbs chapter 23, verse 7. Read it for me. For as he thinks in his heart. For as he thinks in his heart. Yeah. So is he. So he is. So is he. A man is defined by his thought pattern. A man is, exists today. According to his thought pattern. Please, actually, Noah Webster. Let's look, let's look at the word think. Let's look at the word think. For as he thinks in his mind, in his heart, so is he. So in case you're questioning yourself, thinking, why am I somebody without finances? Why am I somebody without this or that? There are things you believe you need in this life and you feel like you do not have it. Please, I want you to agree with scripture because the first scripture I gave you this morning is if you can accept these words. If you can accept these words, then you will become whoever you're meant to become. 
So you see now, the truth that we have to face, the hard truth that we have to face this morning is that actually the man standing, the man I see in the mirror, the woman I see in the mirror is actually a, a, um, the, the result of my thought pattern. Why I have to say this to you first this morning is because many at times we are caught, especially people from the black community or from the minor communities or, 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 or countries. Let me actually say it like that because countries is going to set up something I'm going to speak to you about tomorrow. But what I want you to understand is this, that many at times we can blame the other race, for example, we can blame the area that we're coming from, that we have risen from. We can blame situations around us. But guess what? Who you are today is subject to how you think. So if I've achieved this, if I have money, it's simply my thought pattern. If I do not have money, it's simply my thought pattern. It's not because a business is not working. Oh, I, please, I beg that you're on with me this morning. It's not because a business is not working. It's because you have a full pattern for as a man thinks, so is he. Please, have you got the definition of think according to Noah Webster? Okay, go for it. To have the mind occupied on some subject. To have the mind occupied on some subject, yeah? To have ideas or to revolve ideas in the mind. To Read judge. that again. To have ideas yeah. or to revolve ideas in the mind. Okay. To judge, to conclude. To, to judge or to conclude, yeah? To hold as a settled opinion. To hold as a settled opinion. So yesterday I was looking at certain things. I was looking at some of the young boys that we have. And I was watching them. And yes, this could have been a means of social leisure or social... Um, um, gatherings or is a leisure they're playing football and I'm looking at them through the football pitch and I'm watching and I'm like okay this is why this person's like this because you've made up your mind on who you are please give me back the comments you've made up your mind on who you think you are no please I need you to follow me because as we speak about my thoughts my choices I want you to know that Actually, what I'm actually saying to you is that whoever you will be tomorrow is subject, is already in your hands. If a woman actually thinks that she's going to achieve a thing, if a woman's going to feel like she's accepted or she's not accepted, it's subject to her own thoughts. It's not how another person treats her, it's her perception because of the thought pattern she has. I speak to a lot of you guys, I speak to a lot of young women, young men, and I realize that what you actually need to graduate from, what you need to grow out from is the blaming of other or external matters or external people and look to yourself because whoever you are is subject to the way you think. For again, as a man thinks, so is he. Oh, so is he. So again, I told you that for those that are going to begin to live a new life, they're going to have to first be able to receive, accept and retain these words. So Pastor Obi cannot blame anybody but himself for whoever he is today, because I am how I think. So what I want you to ask yourself is, you know, I've encouraged that you have meditation time, thinking time, but I encourage all of you to begin to write down when you have the time, start to think, start to 
start to self-assess your mind. Cross-examine your mind. Ask yourself, why do you think like this? Have you ever been in a conversation with someone and they can have, you know, you can have a conversation with many people at the exact same time, but they just take it in a different light. Other people could have received that. Another person can take offense of it. It's your thought pattern. Because your thought pattern determines how you see. The way you perceive things is based on your thought pattern. So scripture says to us, for as a man thinks, so he is. So what am I trying to get you to today? The changing of your thought pattern. How would we be, how would we be able to determine the change of your thought pattern, the choices you now make. Are you with me this morning? If you can successfully change, and you know, I wanted to share this between two, two, um, two broadcasts, but I think I have to do this today. If you're going to successfully change your thought pattern, if you're going to be able to do that, there are things we must find in scripture because scripture shows us the way to all of these things. And guess what? With that, our choices will then be changed. A man is made up with a series of choices they make in life. The decisions they make, that's what makes the man today. So again, if my thought pattern has changed successfully, my choices will change. But let me show you a scripture so that you know that God does not respond to you because he has given you the power. Have you ever thought, why am I still battling with this sin? Do you know what God's response to us is today? If there's a battle of struggle, if you feel like you're struggling in something, do you, know, do you want to know what God's um, thought about that is? Why it seems like you're asking God, change my situation. Help me out of this sin and it looks like nothing's happening. Let's look at what scripture says. Deuteronomy chapter 30. Read from verse 11. Now what I am commanding you today is not too difficult for you or beyond your reach. It is not up in heaven. First of all, first of all, I want you to hear this. Whatever God is commanding you, but for you to understand me this morning, whatever greatness is commanding of you, whatever greatness is asking of you, it is not too big for you to handle. No, read it again for me. Go on. Now what I am commanding you today yeah. is not too difficult for you. It's not too difficult. So if a man resolves in his heart to raise in a million in this time, it's not too difficult. But you must understand with that desire to be great or that greatness that put, you see, because you have to ask yourself, and I want you to think like this, you have to ask yourself, why have you conceived that thought? Why hasn't your neighbor conceived that thought? It's the inner call of greatness. It's the inner call of destiny that is calling you to where you're meant to be. So when greatness actually put it in your heart that you wanna give a million, you want to raise a million, you want to do this, you want to do that. Let me tell you something. Greatness starts to command you in the way you should walk. And the first command is that he has to get it through to you, that it is not beyond you. It is not too difficult. Please carry on reading, go on. It is not too difficult for you or beyond your reach. Yeah. It is not up in heaven so that you have to ask. Who will ascend into heaven to get it yeah. and proclaim it to us so we may obey it? Again, if I had time, I would have taken you to when Paul began to 
um, quote this scripture again. Why did he quote it? But again, move on. Nor is it beyond the sea, so that you have to ask. Yeah. Who will cross the sea to get it and proclaim it to us so we may obey it? Mm. No, the word is very near you. It is in your mouth and in your heart, so you may obey it. Yeah. See, I set before you today life and prosperity, death and destruction. Did you see that? Scripture actually says, see. No, Scripture had to say to a Kida, had to say to an Ibi, had to say to a Tomoa that, see, I have set before you something. The reason why you do not hear the responses before God, from God is because I've already set it before you. No, let's finish actually this scripture so I don't speak before scripture have said it. Go on. See, I set before you today yeah. life and prosperity, death and destruction. Mm. For I command you today to love the Lord your God, to walk in obedience to him mm. and to keep his commands, decrees and laws. Then you will live and increase. And the Lord your God will bless you in the land you are entering to possess. Yeah. But if your heart turns away and you are not obedient, and if you are drawn away to bow down to other gods and worship them, mm. I declare to you this day that you will certainly be destroyed. You will not live long in the land you are crossing the Jordan to enter and possess. This day I call the heavens and the earth as witnesses against you. Look at this. So when it looks like all things are not working for you or all things are working for you, it's because it has been called up as a witness. Now, what I'm saying to you this morning is not spiritual, it's truth. What I mean about it's not spiritual, of course it's spiritual, but what I mean about it's not spiritual is not beyond, it's not um, unrealistic. That's what I'm trying to say. You know, sometimes we equate um, spirituality as if it's unrealistic. This is actually reality. It says that heavens and earth has been called to witness that I have actually set before you. So the first thing I felt compelled in my heart to say to you is that the reason why situations has not changed if they haven't is because the heavens and the earth are witnesses that God has already put it before you. What is God looking for therefore? Your decision making. Your choices. No, consider Adam in the Garden of Eden, the first man. It was given, the f look what was given to him, trees that he can choose from. God did not take away choice. God gave him the ability to choose. So actually, let me say this to you. It doesn't matter how spiritual you become or how non-spiritual you are. Every man will always have a multiple of options. Who you are today is subject to one first. First, your thought pattern. Two, the decisions you make based on your thought pattern. So please agree with me this morning. You can agree with me this morning that it's a lot that now we need to put straight in our life because if a man's thought pattern is already destroyed and distorted, their actions are inevitably going to be wrong. And who they are today Remember, it's not subject to external factor, factors. It's not racism. The black man is an angry man, forever angry. If someone calls them a nigger, for example, and I'll say it here, if someone calls them a nigger, if you're black, it doesn't bother you. A white person calls you that, you start to get angry. I'm looking at that and I was like, why does it bother you though? 
Now, am I saying that some people are not um, um, fighting, uh, they're not going through, um, they're not being racially abused? Of course, I understand that that's happening. But you see, when you see um, things like riots happening in London, it's not because they really care about the racism. They are angry by nature. They want every opportunity to show their anger. No, are you listening to me? These conversations are not meant to be um, politically accepted. They're just meant to be truth. We are always looking for something to blame. But I want you to understand, as I set you up for this week, I want you to understand that who you are is determined by you. So verse 19, what does it say again? Go on. This day I call the heavens and the earth as witnesses against you. See, I have called this day. I have called what? I call the heavens and the earth as witnesses against you. Yeah. That I have set before you life and death, blessings and curses. Now choose life. I love this. No, are you following me this morning? So he actually says, see, I have set before you Life and death, in other words. It, I, let me read it here. It says, this day I call the heavens and the earth as witnesses against you that I have set before you. Not that I will, but I have. I have set before you life and death, blessings and curses. But look at what he then says. Now choose. So it's God's duty not to choose for you. It's God's duty to set before you. It's your duty to choose. So I can look at a man that wants to be successful and on the football pitch where he's playing with his brothers, he grabs a, he grabs a brother. Just yesterday, we saw the video of the black kid, the black kids who have been taught to just, from their observation, they just learned that when they are arguing, they must hurt or inflict each other. That's their thought pattern. And we saw another race who just loves on each other. And you then ask why things don't work favorably. It's your thought pattern. But guess what? God sets before us life and death, blessings and curses. And what does he say to us? He says to us, now choose. In fact, he's so loving that he tells you to choose. He actually tells you what he thinks you should choose. He, so when I'm speaking like this, this is not rebuke. This is not, saying, this is not saying that someone is bad. This is actually God saying choose life because I've said it before you, but I can't choose for you. So who you are today is subject to your choices because God has already set it all before you. And when we say all, blessing is there, curses are there. Life is there, death is there. Poverty is there. Prosperity is there. But it is in our power. So please, I want you to write this down, that it is in God's power to set before. And it is in man's power to choose. You know, in fact, John, third, of, third John, God got to a place where the scripture actually says to us that God says, I wish before all things that thou mayest prosper. Please, if you're there, read it for me. Beloved, yeah. I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper. I wish above all things. So when God actually made an Anna or a Lamel or a Benjamin Hammond, do you know what God did? 
He had a desire for that person. God can desire a thing, but it is still our choice. He says, I wish above all things that thou mayest what? Prosper. Prosper. Please, all these scriptures, I want you to take, down, uh, take note of them today. That thou mayest prosper, yeah? And be in health. And be of good health. Yeah? Even as thy soul prosper. I love this and I ask you with everything because this is what's going to help us now begin to look into how do we then change our mind? How do we change our thought pattern? He says that, thou, I, uh, beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be of good health as your soul prospers. What does it mean for our soul to prosper? What does that even mean to us? But before we get, get into that, please go back to the Deuteronomy scripture. I want you to read verse 19 again. This day... Are you following me, by the way? I need to know that you're following me. Again, these words are not unrealistic. These words are key to the success of a man, to the greatness of a man. And what you must understand is that the reason why we speak like this is because what, and again, this is me setting you up for tomorrow, but what I'm saying to you is that you see these words. These words are given to those that God desires that they become what? Global leaders. These words are forming you. The goal of this, I told you, is that we are national leaders, nation leaders. So Deuteronomy 30 verse 19, read it once more for me. This day. I yeah. call the heavens and the earth as witnesses against you. Yeah. That I have set before you life and death, yeah. blessings and curses. So well, again, with the third John and this, what I want you to note down to yourself is that so God's desire, yeah, God's desire must be combined with my choices. In order to produce life, I must take God's desire and combine it with the right choices. These things are going to be key, I'm telling you, because look, I'm going to say it like this, for the religious battling out of sin, it's not subject to prayer no more. It's subject to your decision-making. The mistakes you make today is because of your poor decision-making. That's it. The reason why your business, do you know, and again, I don't want to go into too many things, but you see every problem, this is me going to a side, every problem you're faced with is so that because you're being formed into a nation leader, every problem you're being faced with is so that you may grow through it. People are looking for the quick escape of problems. Problems were not given to you by mistake. What I mean by that is if you are doing good and, uh, and problems come, You've sold for that problem. Have you checked history? Every unique leader was formed from problems. Problems is a circumstance given to a man to make them. And I've taught you this since 2019. Problems are made. So I don't look for a quick escape from my problems. Again, why would someone look for a quick escape from their problems? Because of the way they think. So the quick escape, the action, the decision is based on the way they think, the way they perceive that problem. That problem is meant to grow you because every day will have its new problem. So the problem that I grow through today is to set me up for the problem of tomorrow because each problem solving is what increases my value. 
A man is successful and known because of the problems he solves. We look at Bill Gates, Elon Musk, and all of these men. They became problem solvers. Even their innovation in the business world is actually problem solving. They saw an issue. They addressed it. They allowed that problem to be made to them. Some of you, or most of us, because of the background we're coming from, once we see a problem, did you see the old church? When there's a problem, they tell you there's a witch. They tell you that there's a witch. And do you know what's so funny? They tell you that these witch, they never say that this witch lives in Peckham where you can go and meet them. This, this witch lives in a remote village that don't know how to use social media. They don't even know what a phone is, but they know how to, through Wi-Fi, connect to your life. That's what they say to us. That witch has mustered the airwaves, has mustered social media. They could not bring themselves out of the village, that, the, the village that they're in, but they can disturb you across the world. No, the black community is, listen, messed up because of the way we believe things, the way we think. The way we think is what causes us to be so down and out. But I speak to you like this because you are the generational leaders that the world needs. You are the new nation leaders, global leaders. So what does God say to us? He looks at us and he says, look, I've got a desire, but you must combine your actions with my desires. Read verse 19 again. I still want to show you something through that. This day yeah. I call the heavens and the earth as witnesses against you that I have set before you life and death, yeah. blessings and curses. Yeah. Now choose life so that you and your children may live. Did you see that? So he says now. Here's my, here's my thought. Choose life. Why? If you choose life, you and those who you produce, your children, will live. So we look at a generation. We look at this generation, for example. And why is this generation like this? Because the progenitors, our fathers, failed to make the right decision. So now they and our generation are not living. So the decision I am daring enough to make today is going to produce life, not only for me, but for everyone I produce. Do you understand these things? Please, I pray and my desire waking up every morning is that we will move from being children and grow into mature people. That we will understand life is not just leisure. Life is not just excuses. Life is more than that. There's no such things as luck or fluke. Life is going to be everything you have in life is a direct payment for the decisions you've made. So someone would say, okay, but if I grew up from a background where there was no opportunity, let me tell you something. There were other people in this world who grew up with no opportunities, but they chose to change their situation. Do you know what you chose to do? You chose to only look at the fact that you don't have. Someone used the fact that they don't have to now have, to create ways to have. Another person looks at the fact that they don't have and they use it to mourn. They use it to complain. But again, all these things are being said because God's trying to raise a breed. So he says that make, choose life so that you and your children may live, yeah? 
and that you may love the Lord your God, listen to his voice and hold fast to him. So look, life is a combination. So if I'm going to have a good life, life is not luck, it's not fluke, it's a combination of right choices. What gets me to where I'm going is a combination of what right choices. I think well and therefore I make the right decisions. You know what I wanted to show you with that scripture was actually this. Because again, I'm first talking to those who are believers. But you see these words, anyone can take them. Someone that does not believe them take these words because they're practical. But look at this. For those who are believers, scripture actually says something to us. Now she's going to read it slowly for us so that we can understand this so I can move on to other scriptures. I still aim to close for 11. But go on. This day, yeah. I call the heavens and the earth yeah. as as witnesses against you, that I have set before you life and death, yeah. blessings and curses. Yeah. Now choose life. Now choose life. Okay, go on. So that you and your children may live. So that you and your children may live, but go on. And that you may love the Lord And your that God. you may love the Lord your God. Let's pause there for a moment. A person can cry because of worship, can be the most emotional, emotional, passionate person when it comes to speaking about God. But guess what? That's not how you measure love with God. Your choices actually declares your love. Did you hear what I said? Not you're always going into the house of God, your choices. So when I hear the word, remember how we started today, if I can accept, if I can retain, if I can receive these words, what that should do is alter or change. This is me again going ahead of myself. That should change my mindset, my thought pattern, which will inevitably change my decision making. It's actually in your decisions that God knows that you love him. Listen to me because you're, we're going to get carried away with aimless things. It is not my crying. It's not my, oh God. It's not my expression, it's my actions. Please read it once more, because I, I need you all to hear this so that we can become people proper. Go on. This day I call the heavens and the earth as witnesses against I just needed you to read that part. Now choose life. Now choose life, yeah. So that you and your children may live. Yeah. And that you may love the Lord your God. And that you may love. So in the choosing of life, in that decision, is what makes you love God. So listen to me, most people talk love, but don't love. Love is in your decision. Do you understand these things? Love is in your decision making. What decisions am I making today? So now these are the things that I want us to think about. So God, so here's the points before I move on. So God has set before us life and death prosperity and poverty, blessing and curses. He has set all of these things before us and he says, now choose. The man that is made, what God is looking at him for is the choices he now makes. The choices he now makes shows him, shows him as God that he loves him or that he hates him. It cannot be both. You're either one or the other. So when I choose life, the thing that he suggested that I choose. When I choose life, I actually show my love for him. 
Again, I want you to grow in your, even your faith, because your faith cannot just be when you're singing, you being emotional, or when you're speaking, you're passionate. It cannot be just that. It's your decision making that makes God knows that you love him. Now, the Bible then goes on to say that with this, you'll be blessed and all of these things. But he says, I have set the heavens and the earth. So meaning you will have no excuses. I have set the heavens and the earth to be a witness that I have actually given you everything. Now, whatever you become is subject to your choice. It's subject to the way you think and the choices you make. What's the next scripture I want you to read? Um, move to, let me see, let me see, move to, move to Romans 12, go on. So I want us to look quickly for the last 15 minutes. I want us to look quickly to the things that will now help us in our decision making. Again, I told you, as a man thinks, so he is. God so loved and actually chose to give his son makes greater meaning now. Exactly. Uh, again, this is us moving from the place of immaturity into maturity. I want us to move from elementary things to things that are proper so that you do not live the life because it's the state of the fallen man that blames other things. The man that is made knows that whoever they are is subject. The Bible actually says that, look, guard your heart properly because out of your heart comes forth the issues of life. So whatever I am to experience in my life is subject to what I have stored up in my heart. My thoughts, my choices. Please read for me Romans 12. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, yeah. but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Yeah. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing and perfect will. Yeah. For by the grace given me, I say to Reverse you, two again. Do not conform to the pattern of this world. So now let's begin to deal with the how. How do we change our mind? It says, do not be conformed, first of all. Do not be conformed. Do not agree with the patterns of this world. Go on. But be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Everything happens. Your life can change today upon this scripture. It says be transformed. Your countenance, your very being can change. When we say transformed, it means change. You can change when what? Do not conform to the pattern of this world, yeah. but be transformed by, by the re renewing of your mind. By the renewing of your mind. Go on. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is. His good, pleasing and perfect will. Keep the scripture in, in your mind. Keep the scripture noted. Go, to me, go with me to James 1 verse 21. Therefore, get rid of all... Okay, maybe start a few scriptures before so we can understand this. Go on. My dear brothers and sisters, yeah. take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak yeah. and slow to become angry. Yeah. Because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. Human anger, so listen to me, human anger does not produce the righteousness. Have you seen someone using anger to try and create, um, to right a wrong situation? Watched a funny situation yesterday. Someone got stamped in football and someone wants to use human anger to right this wrong. 
But what does scripture say here? Human anger. Human anger, yeah. Does not produce. Does not. It cannot produce righteousness. But carry on. Does not produce the righteousness that God desires. Yeah. Therefore, get rid of all moral filth and the evil that is so prevalent and humbly accept the word planted in you. Remember how we started that you must receive the, the words. He says that the first way to receive it is by humbly. You must be humble, meaning that you don't know, meaning that you understand that you need this, meaning that you want to receive it. So it even starts with a desire to want it, the desire of wanting to receive this word because you know you need it. So it says what? It says that you should what? Go and read for me. Get rid of all moral filth. Get rid of all moral filth, yeah. And the evil that is so prevalent. Yeah. And humbly accept the word planted in you, which can save you. What translation are you reading? Read it in the New King James for me. I want, you, I want to get something. I want to tie two things together and then I'll let you go today. Quickly for me, please. Therefore, lay aside all filthiness and overflow of wickedness. Yeah. And receive with meekness the implanted word which is able to save And receive with meekness the implanted word. Now look at this. What does it now say? Go on. But be doers of the word and not hearers only. No, read again. You're not reading properly for me. Therefore... Lay aside all filthiness and overflow of wickedness yeah. and receive with meekness the implanted word mm. which is able to save your souls. That's my point. Which is able to save your souls. So you see, the reason why somebody has not prospered, remember what God's desire is. God's desire is that, be, um, be, beloved, before all other things, I wish above all other things that thou mayest prosper and be of good health as your soul prospers. So what does it mean for our soul to prosper? Now, you see the soul. The soul is, in other words, it's, um, it's the seat of intellect, of emotions, of your thought pattern. In other words, your soul is your mind. Are you, living, are you listening to me? So when God breathed upon man and he says he became a living soul, he says that now his mind is alive. His mind can actually respond to anything it chooses to respond to. What God gave man was the ability to respond. I need you guys to follow me with this now. He gave man the ability to respond. God has his word. It's eternal. It was not created. It's eternal. And what he then did with the body of a man was breathe upon him so that he can become a living soul, meaning that his mind can come alive. Now, the Bible actually says, now, receive with meekness these implanted words, which is able to save your soul. Can we just use soul as mind this morning? Which is able to, to save your mind. Please read it once more for me. And receive with meekness yeah. the implanted word, 
Yeah. Which is able to save your souls. Which is able to save your souls. So why did I take you to Romans 12? Read Romans 12 verse 2 for me. I told you you're gonna, it's going to be a lot for you today, bro. Do not conform to the pattern of this world. Do not conform to the pattern of this world. Yeah, quickly. But be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind or of your soul. The renewal of my mind and soul, my mindset. It's what will make me be able to now know God's will. Now, why am I saying all of this? So that it don't sound confusing this morning. First point, as I round up, is that we must have the ability to receive, retain, and accept God's word. The next point I need you to understand is that scripture makes plain to us. Yeah, please let me know that you're on with me. Scripture makes plain to us that who we are is subject to how we think. Our thought process is what makes us exist. So I also want you to understand with this is that now God actually got to a place where he says, I have given to you, I've set before you. God's duty is what? To set before. He has set before us life and death, prosperity and poverty, blessing and curses. And he says to the man, he says to an Elohim this morning, now choose. Remember that in your choices is going to be your definition, is going to be your, 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 your confession of your love for God. It's not a talk. A lot of people are talkers. They say they want to be this. They want to be a footballer. They want to be a great businessman, but they are only talking. And as far as it stays in the realm of talking, it's dreaming. It's dreaming. It's unrealistic. But the real talk that matters is the actions you have accompanying that idea you have. If you're going to be a successful man, I will know by your decisions. So scripture then goes on to say now, Romans 12, it says that do not be conformed. Yeah. And it says that, but be transformed, be changed. The begging of Paul here or the begging of scripture, whenever you hear scripture, when I speak like this, it's actually the word begging for your change. Because it knows that you need to change where? In your mind, in your soul, in order to prosper. I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper as your soul prospers. So do you know what's so interesting about this? It says, now we went to James 1.21 and this is my how. Read James 1.21 and then you're going to go back to 3 John for me. Therefore, therefore, yeah, lay aside all filthiness, lay aside everything that's a, that is occupying your mind. Go on, and overflow of wickedness, yeah, and receive with meekness the implanted word, receive with meekness the implanted word, yeah, which is able to save your souls. You see, in your receiving of the word, that's what saves your mind, your soul. The soul being the emotions, your intellect, your thoughts, all of these things, your mind in other words, the reasoning of a man, that's their soul. God actually says to us that a man prospers according to the state of their soul. So now James actually says, now receive with meekness because it's that receiving of the word that's able to save your souls. Let me make it practical for you. Did you not grow up around, for some people that grew up in Brixton, for example, or Peckham or in the hood, did you not grow up around people that you thought at the time were sane? They were the people that everyone was looking at, everyone feared. Have you not seen your life, the outcome of your life and the outcome of theirs? At some point in your life, you chose to start receiving the word. 
at some point in their life, they chose not to. And guess what? Most of them, this is not even me insulting, check it. Most of them are battling with mental issues now. What is able to save a man's soul, their mind? The word. Guess what? 3 John chapter 1 verse 2. Beloved, I wish above all things. Look at what God's wish is. Above all things, I want you to what? That thou mayest prosper. That thou mayest prosper, yeah? And be in health. And be of health. Even as thy soul prospers. Even as thy soul prospers. Go back to James 1.21. I need to show you this. Go on. Therefore, lay aside all filthiness. And, and lay aside all filthiness, yeah? And overflow of wickedness. Yeah. And receive with meekness the implanted word, which is able to save your souls. Which is able to save. Now you see that word, you know, I, I always say that whenever I'm coming to speak to you, I have to study so that we can understand. You see James here said that, which is able to save your souls. You know in John, 3 John chapter 1, verse 2, Scripture says that I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper. Again, forgive me that I have to go into this, but I need you to understand it, so I have to do it bit by bit. New Testament was written in the Greek, translated from the Greek into English, meaning that this, the meanings of words can be lost because of the limitation of words in the English language. Please, let me know that you're on with me. I need you to hear this. So because of the limitation of our language, there are words that we miss. So scripture, we will not understand the full meaning of what scripture was trying to say unless the spirit leads you to study. So when, jo uh, when John actually said, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper, the Greek word that prosper was derived from was the same word used for in James 1, 21, read James 1, 21 quickly, quickly. Therefore lay aside all filthiness yeah. and overflow of wickedness yeah. and receive with meekness the implanted word, yeah. which is able to save your Which souls. is able to save. So the same word used, the Greek word in which prosper came from in 3 John is the same word that save came from. So guess what he was trying to say to us here? Read it now again. Read it once Beloved, more. I wish above all things. No, James 1. Therefore, lay aside all filthiness and overflow of wickedness. Yeah. And receive with meekness. And receive with meekness what? The implanted word. The implanted word. Which is able to save Which is souls. able to prosper your souls. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you? So how do I, how do I change my actions? Change my thought pattern, which is my mind, my soul. How do I change that? What actually prospers my mind? The word. You know, we was talking about someone that is, and I, I don't know how much permission, I don't know if I have permission to say this, but there's somebody fighting for a certain position in society. And for a certain position in society, you have to have, for example, resources. If you're going to get into politics, you're going to need resources to push your campaign. And imagine a person, because of his faith in God, believes that God has called him to do politics. Let me use that as the example this morning. I'll round up with this. He wants to use politics. He believes that God's called him into politics. But guess what? His mind has not yet prospered. So he cannot prosper in anything he does. 
Remember that what determines your actions are your thought patterns. So this man cannot believe or receive the fact, you know, if we're talking about resources, there's certain money that he feels like, we don't do debt. Do you know what I found out yesterday? Do you know that 90% of the world's economy, yeah, is actually debt? 90%. I was talking to one of our leaders in the nation and he said that he had to do research and imagine the economy, the however many trillions that goes around the world, 90% of it is actually debt. So imagine that the word was teaching us something without us knowing. Oh, I don't know if you guys are going to hear me this morning. The word was teaching us a way of life without us knowing, preparing us for global matters. Because the man that now received, that now rejected debt because of what he thought or believed. Now when he needed to go into global works or city works, he could not. He could not because he doesn't have the mind. His mind has not prospered, so his body cannot live prosperity. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying to you. Uh, his life, his life. If you tell him, put a campaign that you can raise in London City 20 million pounds. He says, I can't say 20 million pounds because Sadiq Khan can actually do that. I can't. But why does he feel like he can't? He never allowed the word to prosper his mind. He never allowed the words to change his thought pattern because your actions are subject to your thought pattern. God actually says to us, I have set before you. But you see, in order for you to choose well, you must deal with your mind. So what did he give us? Word. Do you understand these things, guys? The word given to you, James said to us, it is able to prosper, to save your souls. So every time we're coming, you know, I, I look at scripture and imagine that someone would then, a, a devil would then say to me, this is not realistic. But your mind hasn't been opened to this yet. When your mind, because this is what prospers. So I look at people that I grew up with and they cannot but call me pastor. And I'm thinking, we know each other. Why? But you see for me, I made a decision in my life at one point, like you did. And I stuck with the word because the word's duty is to prosper your mind. Because I wish before, I wish, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be of good health as. So it has to be direct, directly proportional to your mind. Does it prosper? So I said a lot of things today, but I want it to round up with this. Your thought pattern will determine your actions. And what is going to change my thought pattern? The word. It has been given to the word to prosper my mind. So you see a person that a mind that is prospered in business, they do not see debt and start panicking. They do not see many calls chasing them up, people calling them, chasing them up, and they begin to panic. That's a mind that hasn't yet prospered. Now, is that rebuke? No, get yourself more in the word. Get yourself more in the word because if you get yourself more in the word, the word in itself, as you receive it, accept it and retain it, it will prosper your mind. Now you just see a problem and you will just almost annoy everybody because when you see problems, you just see an opportunity to rise. You're not complaining. You're not panicking. 
You just always see, because again, as a person thinks, so he is. Again, I gave the example, you can be in a room, I can say one thing to, some, to everybody, and a person takes it in a completely different way. What am I trying to say to you with that? It's the person's thought pattern set up that makes them see it differently. Now, that's on the negative. Imagine a mind that's prospered. A mind, imagine a mind that prospers. They will see that they will see a debt of 20 million and then they will just see an opportunity rather than a reason to commit suicide. My thoughts, my choices are everything. It is God's duty to set before. It is man's duty to choose. But if my choices are going to be right because my life is a combination of right choices. If my life is going to be right and, pros um, and prosper, it's going to be subject to the renewing of my mind. What renews our mind? This word. You see now, this looks meaningless until the man who receives it. Tomorrow I'm speaking to you about light of the world. It, until a man prospers out of this word, guess what? They won't be the example that they need to be in the world. When we receive this word, accept it, retain it, our life will naturally begin to bring out the choices that will lead us to the right life. Do you understand that? So I'm looking at young people today, a generation, which God thought, I need to give them my mind, my word. I need to give them my mind, my word. I need to make their mind like mine. So I give them my word until their mind is prospered, until their mind prospers. If your mind prospers, you will see things differently. So this year, as we get into many things, I want you to look, what I'm praying for is for a mind that prospers. Because if my mind, if my soul prospers, then my life will. Do you understand these things? Let me stop there. I've gone five minutes over time. Let me stop there. I want you to go back and listen to this. I want you to go back and read the scriptures. I want you to go and check different translations. I want you to go and do the study should you want to do the study. James actually said to us, it is this word that is able to prosper our minds, our souls. And if that prospers, then our whole life will prosper. So let me tell you something. I refuse as a black man, I've made this choice, listen to me, because of what has been laid in front of me, knowing that it's not somebody else that chooses death for me, I make the decision to choose life. Your progenitors could have chosen a, a, a death and um, curses if they chose to, but you have the power to choose. God has not given it to anybody to not choose. He has given it to everyone to choose. So I've chosen that as a black man, I refuse. I don't care how ignorant this may seem. I'm happy to be ignorant. Let me tell you something. You see focus. I told you before that focus will offend others, but you see the results of your focus. It will inspire many. So I refuse to feel like an oppressed man. You know, black people, everything, you're being oppressed. I refuse to. This is why I said that the best relationship in our last session, the best relationship that one can form is a relationship with a mentor. Because what happens, they give you a mind. That life that you're following gives you a mind that prospers. It tells you that this mind, it might, you can have a mind and expression and action and they can say, why the hell are you doing this? They're telling you that your mind needs to prosper. My life, my thoughts, my choices, 
they are dependable and actually I'll leave it as this, they are in your own hands. On that note, I'll stop. I'll see you again um, in terms of conversations with PO on Wednesday, but we will have a session tomorrow. Yeah? And for those that don't understand what session is, it will be on SoundCloud or whatever platform. Yeah? I love you all. I'll see you guys later. Bye, guys.